This is The Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. We are here on the Culture Wave Media Network, and I am your host for this episode. My name is Darian Scalamoni. I'm going to try something a little bit different. It is at this exact time of recording. It is 9.39 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on December 4th, Monday, uh, and the MLB winter meetings are currently happening. Now, I'm a big sports fan, and one of the things that I wanted to evoke, not only with the start of this network being called Culture Wave, it wasn't just going to solely focus on uh, cinema like we do with the Cinema Wave podcast. Sports is something I always wanted to dive into, and I figured for the audience and maybe a new audience coming in, giving a little bit of an exposure to uh, my favorite sport, which is Major League Baseball, and a very exciting time usually where all the general managers get together in one place. They discuss deals. Free agents meet with them to try to figure out what the next teams they'll be going to as well as like some of the major people that could potentially get traded. So usually this is a very um, exciting event. There's usually a lot of things happening, a lot of GMs talking to players, talking to other GMs about trades, things like that. Uh, unfortunately, as of this recording and the reason I recorded so late here on Monday is because I was waiting for some things to trickle in some big deals had nothing major has happened yet. So I figured I'd treat this as a recap for some of the teams, uh, in the MLB, as well as some of the teams motives for the off season, what they plan to do, uh, players, they potentially might trade, uh, for agents that they're interested in and so on and so forth. And I'm going to try to do this as quickly as possible running through all the teams in major league baseball. Um, if you guys didn't already know, I am a big New York Yankees fan. I have been a Yankee fan my whole entire life. My dad is a diehard Yankee fan, got me into the sport and into the team. And they're the, one of the big teams in this offseason. There's a lot happening. A lot of people understand uh, if you are a Yankee fan that the season that they just had with the 82 and 80 record feels like a disaster. And by Yankees fan standards and by the Yankees organization standards, it was a disaster. They were uh, really, really bad offensively. Whenever Aaron Judge, the captain, was not playing, they were a really bad offensive team. And he carried them a long way. They also had a lot of other organizational issues. Anthony Rizzo had a major concussion that kind of just went under the rug for a long time or post-concussion syndrome. And then it winded up killing his season and destroying a presence in the middle of the Yankees lineup. Stanton was hurt, and then when he was healthy, he wasn't playing well. Uh, they had other issues. Harrison Bader couldn't stay healthy until they finally winded up um, waving him and, and releasing him for him to go with the Cincinnati Reds. And then eventually when they started calling up the kids, it became a little too late. Uh, and Jason Dominguez, one of their top prospects who looked awesome in his first few games, wound up tearing uh, his elbow. So he had to get surgery, Tommy John, and now he's out for quite a while in next season. So the Yankees are a team that rightfully so are invested and in engaging in conversations with a lot of free agents, but the big fish uh, this offseason, with the exception of Shohei Otani, is a man by the name of Juan Soto. Now, Juan Soto is the left fielder currently for the San Diego Padres, but they're having some budgetary issues. They're trying to shed payroll, um, and Juan Soto is set to make $33 million in arbitration, and they're looking to deal him. Now, just looking at it at face value, Juan Soto makes all the sense in the world for the New York Yankees. He's a left-handed hitter. He gets on base. He's a contact hitter. He's a power hitter. Short right field. He's young, 25 years old. The issue currently with the, those two teams engaging in conversations is that the Padres want a package of seven to eight players, mostly pitchers, which basically just depletes the whole entire Yankees uh, pitching depth, so to speak, in the major leagues and the fringe major league guys, the uh, quadruple A pitchers, as uh, some people from John Boy Media would say. But uh, Michael King, they want in the trade. They also want Clark Schmidt, two guys that are entrenched in the Yankees rotation as of right now already for next season. Uh, then you also have people like Johnny Brito and Randy Vasquez that they've requested who have gotten some major league starts in their career and have high wire arms. Uh, and another one is Drew Thorpe, who actually won minor league uh, pitcher of the year last year. And uh, he's a guy that is knocking on the door as well. And these are all guys, in addition to a few others, that San Diego was asking for. And the Yankees in that hypothetical trade would receive back Soto and Trent Grisham. Now, if you're acquiring a talent like Soto, someone who's only 25 years old and has a hell of a career ahead of him, already has some great years behind him, it would be understandable to get rid of a king's ransom, so to speak, for his services and getting an additional player like Gresham, who basically profiles as like 
a lefty baiter. He's essentially the same player. You get him for a couple of years and you see what he does, right? The issue with this is that Soto is only under contract for next year. And being a client of Scott Boris, Boris's clients usually do not sign extensions uh, when they're traded or, or at any point in their um, in their seasons. When Soto was a Washington National, he was offered a $440 million contract. He turned that down. And it does seem that he will get upwards of $450 million when he eventually becomes a free agent. Juan Soto is the big fish. And the Yankees are not the only team interested. Other teams interested include the San Francisco Giants. They're a team that's been trying to make a splash in free agency. They have the money to try to add a star, get a star for the first time since Barry Bonds. Uh, they whiffed on Aaron Judge last year. They uh, signed Carlos Correa and then ended up getting rid of him because of the uh, issues with the physical, similar to what the Mets, what happened with the New York Mets. And there are a couple guys this year they're interested in. They're interested in Cody Bellinger. They're interested in Matt Chapman for third base over there. They're interested in the pitching market. People like Yoshinobu Yamamoto, the uh, Japanese import that's coming over. They're interested in Shota Imanaga, another Japanese pitcher. Shohei Otani is another guy they're very interested in. Juan Soto is another guy that makes sense for their club. The thing is the Yankees probably have the prospects to make this trade happen. The Toronto Blue Jays are now in, um, involved in these trade negotiations. Uh, Alec Manoa, who's coming off a really, really bad year after a, uh, a, a couple years prior with a top three finish in the Cy Young. Uh, he's one of the guys that San Diego said they're to be interested in. And it makes sense because a lot of their free agents that they're losing are pitchers. Ken Rosendahl had said on The Athletic they're losing basically 700 innings worth of pitching in free agency uh, between people like Blake Snell between people like Nick Martinez, Michael Waka, Seth Lugo, Josh Hader, one of the best closures in baseball. <clears throat> it's hard to imagine San Diego retaining any of these guys. So Juan Soto will be traded. That's what I believe. I do think the Yankees are the front runners. I think the question is just when will this happen and what will the package look like for him? That's on the onset with Soto. Let's go to Otani for a second because Otani is somebody that everyone else, of course, is invested in. And Otani is another guy, uh, interestingly enough, that his free agency period has been quiet, and that's what his camp has preferred. They don't want anybody having any inside track on which team he may decide to sign with, what teams he's negotiating with, what these teams' packages or offers look like. Um, but these are the teams that have been rumored, so to speak, to uh, be interested in Shohei Otani to some degree. Okay, So the Los Angeles Angels, his former club, is still invested in him. We understand that. The question is, Otani going back to L.A. Uh, for the Angels, is that the right decision for him? Hasn't been to the postseason. And with the World Baseball Classic in Japan beating the USA this past summer, he got a real glimpse of what postseason looks like again, and I think that he, that's something he's invested in very heavily, which makes the next contender very interesting, and that's the Los Angeles Dodgers, another West Coast team, a team that's been heavily rumored and involved uh, in his services, so to speak. Uh, they're one of the favorites. Two of the other teams that I think are uh, sneaky teams in this whole entire thing. The Chicago Cubs just paid $40 million to bring in the manager, Craig Council, over from Milwaukee. They're invested in winning. They just lost Cody Ballinger, so they're getting a big left-handed bat in their lineup. is something they're looking for. And then the Atlanta Braves, which is the big surprise team. Now, people look at the Braves roster. They look at that team, the investments they have in this young core, and they're basically set. Shohei would come in and play DH. There's no stress or pressure for him to come back and pitch right away with the Braves, where there might be with the Dodgers or the Angels, so to speak. So that's a team that's very interesting, and they've been involved in the postseason the last few years. They won the World Series a couple of years ago, so that would be interesting for sure. The other two teams that have been rumored to be interested in him, like I had pre said previously, the San Francisco Giants, as well as the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, the Blue Jays are this very surprising team that's coming out of the dark, basically, to acquire one of these big left-handed bats, whether that be Juan Soto via trade or Otani with an offer that, again, most of the offers that we've heard potentially is that Otani has not received an offer that is less than $550 million. So this is a guy that is going to cost a shit ton of money for your organization, but he'll bring all the money back. You know that because he's a star in every single market, and especially if he signs in Toronto, you're talking about three markets between Canada, the U.S., and Japan that he's going to be able to bring in. So they're an interesting team in the Shohei uh, sweepstakes. But now let's go – let's dive in team by team right now. So let's start with the AL East. We'll start with the winners, the Baltimore Orioles. Um, 
they've been interested so far in pitching. And that's not a surprise, knowing where their pitching was last year, especially when they got to the postseason and they got swept. They just didn't have the arms ready to put them on the forefront and keep their momentum going in the postseason. Um, Dylan Cease is a very interesting guy. I think Cease would make a lot of sense in Baltimore. I think they have a lot of these young prospects, position player prospects that Chicago would covet as they're trying to acquire a big package for someone like Cease. Um, another guy that they're interested in shoring up the back end of the bullpen while Felix Bautista uh, recovers from his surgery. He's going to be out all of next year. Now, they do still have Yenier uh, Cano, who was an all-star last season and, and sort of uh, filled in for Bautista at the tail end. Um, but they're looking for uh, the big guys in um, free agency in terms of relief pitching. Josh Hader, they've been rumored for. People like Jordan Hicks, a fireballer. Craig Kimbrell and Aroldis Chapman, two guys with postseason experience closing games. Robert Stevenson is a big relief name that's been on the market. They're interested in him as well. The other two names that I have heard, or one name I've heard, is Corbin Burns, which is another guy that would make sense. They need a frontline starter to sort of couple with this young core that's coming up. Now, Burns, you only get for one season if you trade for him. Dylan Sees, you get for two. Sees makes a little bit more sense for me for Baltimore, as well as what Chicago potentially would want back in the trade. One name that has been out there recently that I am going to speculate that I think would be a good fit for Baltimore if they decide to – I do still think they need a starting pitcher. But if they go the closer route, Emmanuel Classe of the Cleveland Guardians is someone whose name is being shopped around. Bringing in somebody like that would make sense as well as the fact that Cleveland needs – outfielders they need hitters they need guys so that might be a match that we can see in a trade potentially in the future nothing else in terms of the orioles right now but we'll be sticking with it and by the way i do have my phone next to me in case anything breaks we'll be able to break it uh somewhat live it won't be live for you guys but when you guys tune into this we'll see if any other uh trades or free agency things happen in the meantime let's go to tampa now tampa bay finished in second place in the ales this year and they're a very interesting team because they're trying to shed payroll as well, even though they have a winning effort and a winning ball club. Now, the one thing with the Rays is that they always manage to find a way to win. I mean, Yandy Diaz wins a batting title this season, uh, despite the fact that they lost a, a plethora of starting pitchers last season. They were able to shore that up. Three names going around right now, though, as they're trying to shed payroll that are being shopped, so to speak, in trades. The big one is Tyler Glass now. The pitching market is robust. There's a lot of guys available, whether it's through free agency or whether it's through trades. They're they're gonna they're gonna go somewhere. There's gonna be a lot of teams invested. Glass now is a guy whose name has been mentioned by a bunch of different teams, uh, mostly NL Central actually. I'm talking Cincinnati Reds. He would make a lot of sense there. Chicago Cubs is another team he would make sense. St. Louis has also checked in on him, despite the fact that at this point they've already signed Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn, and Kyle Gibson two uh, contracts. Um, so that's the big one. And then Randy Rosarena out of nowhere. And it seems that Seattle is a team that's very interested in him trying to add another middle of the lineup back. Could you imagine a Rosarena and J rod next to each other in Seattle? They're in an interesting spot because they obviously just flipped Jared Kellenick and Marco Gonzalez and Evan white to Atlanta. And what seemed like a weird salary dump sort of situation, but it seems like they might be shoring up uh, for some guys. Another guy that Seattle is interested in as well to maybe come in and play third base since they just traded Eugenio Suarez is uh, Isaac Paredes as well on Tampa Bay. So maybe they get a deal done with those two guys. Maybe they just acquire one of them, but those guys are interesting uh, trades for a lot of different teams. I mean, a Rosarena, I think would fit in on a lot of different ball clubs. I mean, you look at Tampa Bay, like I said, would be a great, um, or Seattle would be a great team for him to go to. You think about, I mean, I would hate to see this, but I mean, Houston acquiring him, I could, I could see that happening. Uh, but the thing with them is they also want to shed payroll. So you have to look at this team, these teams that are on the fringe. San Francisco would be a team where Rosarena would have a hell of a fan base there. So maybe a National League club uh, tries to acquire him. And Paredes um, is a guy that has been mentioned, like I said, with uh, Seattle, but he's also been mentioned with Toronto. So that's a cross-division rival. Let's move on to Toronto because, as I said, they've been involved in the Soto sweepstakes and the Otani sweepstakes, uh, Paredes, other names they've been rumored with, some of them uh, differing levels of uh, what those additions could potentially mean for the club. Cody Bellinger, the top hitter in the free agency market, would make sense for them. Jamer Candelario, a guy that they've liked for a long time. They inquired on him at the trade deadline before he was acquired by the Cubs. 
Uh, and then uh, some DH types if they miss out on Otani. Uh, Jock Peterson's a guy that's been rumored. Michael Brantley, and he would fill in really well there, I think. Uh, someone replacing that lefty bat that has left in free agency with Brandon Belt uh, electing free agency. Then you also have the Matt Chapman, who's one of the best uh, position players available this free agency. And they want to retain Chapman if they can. Now, it depends on what that price goes. Can we see a bidding war between them and San Francisco? The Yankees have also been a team that has been invested and talking to Matt Chapman's camp. So there's he has options, Matt Chapman, Chicago, another club that could potentially acquire him. But uh, I don't know what's going to happen with them. They have some holes to fill. They, they need a DH. They have a hole in third base. They want to retain uh, another uh, bullpen arm. Jordan Hicks, they lost in free agency. Who knows if they're going to be able to bring him back. So that's where Toronto's at right now. And that, like I said, they have a lot of uh, fires going between the Soto and the Otani of it all. But if they miss out on those guys, where do they pivot? Uh, I, Isaiah kind of for left is another name that has been rumored with Toronto as well. Let's get back to the Yankees. We talked Soto. But they have been uh, involved in a lot of different big names uh, through free agency. Not many in trade so far, but uh, with the exception of Soto, obviously. But here are some of the names that have been linked to the Yankees this offseason so far. Cody Bellinger, again, makes sense. He's an athletic guy. You could put him in center field until Domingos comes back. Then if Rizzo leaves in free agency next year, you could put him in first base. He's a gold glove at both positions. The big thing with him is what does the contract look like? Um, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, he's basically been the second name on the Yankees list. Maybe 1A, 1B situation with Juan Soto. They want to acquire another arm to solidify that rotation, to build off of the uh, recent AL Cy Young winner, Garrett Cole. You have Rodon coming off a bad season after they inked him to a $160-plus million contract. you got to see what's going to come of him if he's healthy. Is he going to be able to pitch to his potential in New York? Nestor Cortez is coming off an injury. So... If you wind up trading some of those Michael Kings, those Clark Schmitz in this offseason, whether it's to the Padres or another team, you have to start to build that rotation back up. Uh, Yamamoto is the big name there. Jordan Montgomery, a reunion. Uh, they're looking into it. I think that bringing Monty back would be really great, especially uh, with the when you see where Monty has come since the Yankees have traded him for Harrison Bader, it looks like a really bad trade. So bringing Monty back into the fold, if we miss out on Yamamoto, I think would be something, or if they miss out on Yamamoto, I think it would be an interesting thing for them to do. Frankie Montas, to a lesser degree, they've been talking with. They acquired him at the trade deadline two seasons ago. He missed uh, a lot of starts, and he only came back at the end of September last year. But maybe he's the guy they bring in for a depth sort of thing. And they've also been rumored for Josh Hader. They don't have... They have Clay Holmes as a closer. I think they have been wanting to shepherd Weiziger as that kind of guy, but injuries have stalled him and some um, some iffy performances. Hater would be a great get for New York. Uh, Jung Ho Lee, the Korean import, the outfielder, left-handed. He'd be another guy that would be interesting in New York and other guys they've been um, rumored to be talking with via trade or free agency. It's Kevin Kiermeyer, who's a guy who has been rumored to want to play for the Yankees. Uh, and then you have Dylan Carlson and Manuel Margot from the Cardinals and the Rays, respectively. Let's move to Boston. Now, Boston brought in Craig Breslow as their new president um, of baseball ops, and he wants to come in with this perspective that they need pitching. And I would agree. Uh, they, that's definitely their weakest point uh, right now. They do have some room to make moves. Alex Verdugo is a guy that I think I would put him at like 95% to be traded before the end of the offseason. I, I think he's very close to a, a sure thing to be dealt. Uh, he's been benched before. There's been issues with the front office as well as Alex Cora. And I think there's a lot of teams that would benefit from his services. Uh, Washington is a team that needs left-handed outfield help. Um, you could see maybe a team like Minnesota acquiring him. I think that would be interesting. Cleveland, again, they need offense uh, at the outfield spot. So Verdugo, I could see fitting him with a lot of different clubs. But... In terms of pitching, they seem to be in on a lot of the top-tier starters. Now, the two names that they've been mostly interested in are Yamamoto, which, as I've heard, about 12 teams in the league are, so no surprise there, as well as Jordan Montgomery. Uh, Blake Snell, to a lesser degree, I think, because there was a recent report that came out on MLB Trade Rumors where uh, they were saying that uh, it doesn't seem that the Red Sox want to potentially have to give up that uh, compensatory pick. Uh, if they have to sign somebody uh, like Blake Snell, the recent uh, National League Cy Young winner. Uh, Shohei Otani is a guy they were somewhat interested in, but I, I think they've started to shift their perspective 
elsewhere, similar to what the Mets uh, have said about Otani as well. Uh, Shota Imanaga, the left-handed Japanese starter as well, is another guy that's on the Red Sox list. So as of now, those are the names for Boston. That's the AL East. Guys, let me know in the comments what you think about the AL East teams that you think need to get better. What do you think they should be doing in terms of trying to make their clubs better? Uh, just check MLB Trade Rumors while we're on here. Um Nothing major here, just the Blue Jays have received trade interest in Davis Schneider, who's an infielder who is basically like a, a another quadruple A sort of guy, but he could perform in the major leagues as early as, uh, I mean, he, he did great at the back end of the season last year for them. Um, so we'll have to see what happens with that. Let's move on to the AL Central, though. So your winner of the AL Central last season was the Minnesota Twins, and they came in with a major free agent. Uh, in Sonny Gray, and he is no longer a Minnesota twin. He is now shifted from the AL Central to the National League Central once again, and he is now a St. Louis Cardinal. He's the ace of their staff. Now, Minnesota does have their own ace of sorts with Pablo Lopez. He looked terrific in postseason ball. He had a great first season with them after being traded for the National League batting champion, Luis Arias of the Miami Marlins. Um, they would like to acquire a frontline starter via trade. Now, the four names that have been in everybody's mouths at the winter meetings and all the insiders and reporters throughout this offseason thus far have been the following. Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers, Dylan Cease of the Chicago White Sox, Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Guardians, and as we said before, Tyler Glass now of the Tampa Bay Rays. <clears throat> I think that a lot of teams would – I mean, you could see Minnesota potentially if they wanted to really – Get rid of a Royce Lewis. You could see them being able to acquire a Dylan Cease. You could see them trying to acquire Corbin Burns. Do they want to go that route? I don't know. Um, but they're looking for pitching. They have to shore up that uh, they would like to acquire that frontline guy to put next to Lopez. And I don't blame them because you got a lot of question marks there with Paddock and with Varland and some other guys in the organization. So they're in on some pitchers. Uh, then you think about the Michael A. Taylor replacement. So he's also a free agent. Uh, John Heyman had tweeted out earlier today, I believe, that there's about five or six teams interested. The Mets are very interested in him. He is a speedy outfielder. He uh, got his power numbers up this year. Some of the names that Minnesota could look to replace him if they can't retain him. Uh, people like Kevin Kiermeyer, But Harrison Bader is a guy that would make a lot of sense to me. In Minnesota, uh, the thing is, can he stay healthy? Because the big thing is they don't want Buxton playing in the outfield all the time uh, because of his injury troubles. Uh, or via trade, do you go out and get a Trent Grisham, maybe from the Yankees after a Soto trade potentially, or do you call up San Diego and try to bring him in your lineup? Dylan Carlson, like I said, is another name that's available. These are guys that they could easily just look out for. Um, and then some of the guys that on their major league club that they're looking to trade to shed some payroll, make some flexibility in their lineup. Uh, Christian Vasquez has been brought up in trade rumors as they signed him last offseason, the catcher. Jorge Polanco and Max Kepler as these lefty bats, as well as Kyle Farmer. So Kepler's been a popular name. Jorge Polanco for a team that needs a second baseman. He's a great hitter. You'll see what happens there. But that's been a lot of Minnesota. They haven't been able to bring in anybody yet. Um, that has been a major signing. I'm just double checking my, uh, my tracker here <clears throat> to see if they brought anybody back. No, they haven't yet. So still on the lookout for what's going to happen with the Minnesota twins, but the Cleveland guardians are, uh, the next team on here. And they're a team that again, they need hitting, they need offense. And they have these two big trade guys with Shane Bieber. And if they decide they want to trade Emmanuel Classe. Uh, Bieber has been rumored for the Reds and the Cubs right now, but I would have to imagine a lot of the league would have been checking in on him. I actually recently found out he was only 28 years old. I don't know why I, he felt so much older to me, like he's been in the league for so much longer. Um, the issue with him is that you're starting to see the velocity go down and some injury risk with him. Uh, but I would love Shane Bieber on my club. I think he's a, I think he's a terrific pitcher. Um, but Cleveland has that knack similar to Tampa where they're able to just build pitchers out of nothing or they just do a really great job of developing these young arms. So if they're trying to acquire something similar to what happened maybe last year with Tampa Bay trading uh, Manzardo to Cleveland for uh, Savali, that could be a situation where you can start to see things like that happen. So Bieber is a name that could get moved. A Class A, like we talked about a little bit with Baltimore. Uh, they did trade for Scott Barlow earlier on in the offseason, right before the non-tender deadline. Uh, Eniel De Los Santos went back to San Diego in that trade. 
And they hired a new manager. Steven Vogt uh, has been brought in as the new manager of the Guardians as uh, Terry Tito Francona has retired, a legendary manager in his own right. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see with Cleveland. Nothing major on the Cleveland front thus far. Now, here's a team, though, that has been very active. And uh, it's a little surprising, but I think they're looking to sort of shift their mentality in terms of thinking that they can compete. They actually were in it for a little bit in the weakest division in baseball uh, with Cleveland and Minnesota, and that's the Detroit Tigers. So earlier today, they actually signed A.J. Hinge to a long-term extension. No details yet on that. But they also probably have, next to Sonny Gray, I would argue maybe the biggest free agent addition thus far with Kenta Maeda, uh, at least switching teams too. So he goes from Minnesota, another guy they lost for their rotation depth. Uh, and Detroit brings him in two years, $24 million to be that veteran presence um, in their uh, rotation. Um, and they're looking for more. That's the, that's the report on MLB trade rumors. So you have Maeda coming in with Tarek Skubal, who they really like, that lefty. Um, but you also have these other young guys like Reese Olsen, Casey Mize, Sawyer Gibson Long, and Matt Manning that are in the mix. But they would like to add another veteran. Um, Seth Lugo is a the guy they've been rumored about. The thing with that is Lugo is seeking a three-year deal. He probably can get it. There's a lot of teams that would love his services, and he doesn't have a lot of um, starting miles on his arm from going back and forth as a swingman-type role with the New York Mets before becoming a full-time starter with the Padres. Uh, they were in on Luis Severino before the Mets brought him in, and uh, they're actually one of the teams that are talking to Yamamoto as well, which would be a big shock. I mean, I, I don't think anyone would expect – Yoshinobu Yamamoto to be Detroit Tiger by the start of the uh, MLB season, but that would that would be a big shock, honestly. Um, in the meantime, they could also pursue another short-term guy because they, they're looking for a one-year deal with Lugo. Maybe they bring in a Frankie Montas. Maybe they bring in someone like James Paxton. There are guys that are available still that could be innings, eatings if, innings eaters if they're healthy, and we'll have to see what Detroit decides to do with that. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez is a free agent. They'd love to bring him back, but he is at the winter meetings currently meeting with a lot of different clubs. Uh, the Dodgers were interested in him at the trade deadline. A reunion with Boston would make sense there for me as well. So I can't say that I would, I can see Eduardo Rodriguez going back to Detroit. Um, but of course I think they're still going to do their due diligence and check in on him. Uh, the only other thing with Detroit so far though, is they also acquired Mark Canha from uh, Milwaukee. So they have uh can on the outfield now uh, as Spencer Torkelson has sort of cemented himself now as the first baseman going forward. So it seems that Canna is going to play a corner outfield spot for Detroit uh, on opening day. So that gets us three through three of the five teams. And then we shift our attention to a team uh, that is a completely different mindset than all the teams prior that I just mentioned. And that's the Chicago White Sox. Uh, they brought in Chris Getz. Uh, they brought in a whole new front office. They're bringing in all these new guys. And uh, it does appear that Cease is probably going to be one of the guys that moves. I think that he is a guy that uh, a lot of teams covet. Like we said, we've talked about the Orioles. The Braves have been interested in him. The Mets have been interested in him. The Cardinals, the Dodgers. I mean, a lot of lot of teams are interested in Dylan Cease's services, even despite coming off a down year. So you would have to imagine that he gets moved. And they made a trade earlier in the offseason, uh, trading uh, the left-handed uh, bullpen arm Aaron Bummer to uh, the Atlanta Braves and getting a five-player haul that included Nicky Lopez and Mike Soroka. And uh, I think Ken Rosenthal also had said this. If one of those players works out, the trade works for them. They just need really good, competent major league talent, and they need to replenish a farm system. They need to replenish their organizational depth. And that's what it seems like Chris Getz is going to set out to do. Um, that's why I think these cease offers, it's going to depend on more of a quantity over quality thing. I think they're going to get some nice arms <clears throat> or nice guys back. Rather, uh, some of them could be arms. Some of them could be starting pitching, but I do think the position player market uh, for teams like Baltimore and St. Louis, they can offer some guys. The Dodgers can offer a Michael Bush. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. They did lose uh, their shortstop, Tim Anderson, who was basically like one of the most beloved players in the organization until he had a massive down year last season. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where he plays on opening day. It looks like he might shift to second base. But they did bring in Paul DeYoung uh, to play shortstop for their club as of right now. So... Uh, they're also interested in Martin Maldonado to catch, and uh, Eloy Jimenez has been has been mentioned in some rumors. So 
He's another guy. He's he's basically a DH. If Arizona misses out on some of these veterans and they go out and get a guy like that, he makes a lot of sense to me in Miami. They're looking for these big bats in the middle of their lineup. You can trade uh, some of your pitching depth to try to go out and get an Eloy Jimenez. So um, I, I don't know if they'll definitely move him. I think they're more likely to move Cease, even though Cease is probably a better player. But Eloy has been one of the guys, too, that has been mentioned in trade rumors. So um, let's just check in with the Kansas City Royals. They uh, they made their trade for Kyle Wright with Jackson Kawar, who actually ended up getting moved in the Jared Kalanick trade anyway. And... Uh, we're going to have to see what they decide to do. They definitely need starting pitching. That is a definitive uh, thing that they're looking for. Seth Lugo is another guy they've been interested in as well. I'm just double-checking if I had anybody else on my list. I don't think that they've been linked to anybody else as of yet. Um, but they're also looking for bullpen help. Now, they got Nick Anderson uh, in the middle of November from Atlanta. But they need to replenish. Uh, D- David Robertson's a guy that I think would make sense there. Uh, trying to get these low-cost bullpen and starting pitching uh, guys, and I mean they're in the basement. They need they need to they they want to keep Bobby Witt Jr. had a terrific season, uh, but they have to keep building out these other guys, and they have to see what the rest of their position players look like. Do they move Sal Perez? Uh, again, he's another guy that makes so much sense for me to to go to Miami. Um, but we'll have to see what happens with them as well. They're they're a more low-key team. Uh, in the American League Central. Let's go AL West. Uh, we have the defending World Series champion Texas Rangers. I know they didn't win the division, but let's start with them. <clears throat> they uh, they lost Jordan Montgomery, who they acquired via trade. They uh, are hopefully trending toward a fully healthy Max Scherzer at the start of next season. But um, Chris Young had said that they think that it's going to be a lot more uh, tooling uh, so to speak, than having like this massive uh, offseason. I mean, they have a great core returning to the team. Pretty much every starting guy from that club is going to be back with the exception of the DH, Mitch Garver, who's a free agent. Um, another guy we haven't heard much about yet, so it's going to be interesting to see maybe where he ends up. I don't think he'll be back in Texas. They lose a couple of bench bats with Robbie Grossman and Travis Jankowski. But Monty leaving is a big thing. I mean, and they already had a bad bullpen to begin with. Then they lose Chapman, Will Smith, Chris Stratton, and Martin Perez all at the back end. So they have guys like Ezekiel Duran and Justin Foscue to sort of dangle in trades. They have been a heavy team uh, mentioned for Josh Hader services. So I could definitely see that coming to fruition. Wyatt Langford, he uh, reached AAA at the end of his draft year last year. Uh, he was the fourth overall pick out of Florida, and he's already moving rapidly. So... Could they move a Leoti Tavares to get a back-end starter? You could see that happening, potentially. Uh, they have these other guys uh, at the lower levels of the minors that they can wind up dealing. So I do think they'll do something. I, they're my favorite for Josh Hader as of right now. Um, but you're not going to see much with the, with their team. Houston is another one. They, just, they have so much already there in terms of the core. Um, they're they're going to shift their a new direction at catcher, letting Maldonado walk. They have been rumored as of uh, a couple days ago for Tucker Barnhart, another veteran, if they want to bring him in. They're also still interested in maybe potentially bringing Maldonado back, but I can't really foresee that happening. I think there's a lot of teams that need help with catcher. Uh, Jake Myers has been talked about in trades from them. Uh, but you look around the team in the diamond. I mean, they have they have so many guys. Jordan Alvarez, Chase McCormick's coming off a big year. Kyle Tucker, Altuve. Bregman's been mentioned briefly in trades, but Dana Brown basically shot that down today. Um, and they're going to be getting some health back in the starting rotation. The big thing for the Astros is going to be bullpen. Uh, they, they, they lost three big innings eaters for, innings eaters for them uh, in the bullpen. And uh, Hector Neris is the one they definitely want to try to bring back. But who knows if they're going to be able to. So that is where Houston stands as of now. And let's get to those other teams in the AL West really quick. We got Seattle, who we talked about. You thought that they would maybe be a team in on Shohei Otani. The GM has uh, completely shot that down as of now. Juan Soto is a team that's been mentioned because they have a lot of pitching depth. Can they move a Logan Gilbert? Uh, Will it be someone a little bit uh, newer to the big leagues like a Bryce Miller, like a Brian Wu? Uh, that you see uh, headline a package for Soto. I doubt it. I don't think that's enough to get it done. But you can see them moving pitching for more offense because they winded up 
trading Eugenio Suarez for a bullpen arm and a backup catcher, as well as not even offering the qualifying offer to Teoscar Hernandez. So the only three positions that they seem fully set on right now seems to be center field with J-Rod. You got catcher, you got Cal Raleigh, and you got J.B. Crawford at shortstop. Uh, they brought in Luis Arias in a, in a small trade with the Red Sox, but they were saying they want him at third base to start the season, but I, I, I can't imagine a guy that batted a little bit over 195 is going to be your starting third baseman on opening day. Uh, that would be a very big disappointment to the fans, but they have a lot of depth in terms of pitching. Can they flip that for offense? I think they will. Um, and then the Angels, we haven't heard much besides Otani, and they seem invested in wanting to bring him back. I don't know if they'll be able to, but we'll have to see. If they don't bring back Otani, do they pivot? Do they try to sign somebody? Do they try to bring in a Cody Bellinger? Do they try to bring in more pitching? Do they try to bring in Blake Snell? Uh, do they try to bring in Yamamoto? How crazy would that be? They're a team in the dark right now. You don't really know what's going to come of them. Uh, if, if they miss out on all these guys, do they wind up trading Mike Trout? Uh, despite his injuries, when he's healthy, he's still one of the best players in Major League Baseball. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them. And then, guys, I don't even think there's much to talk about with the Oakland A's. They're in the basement of the league. They're, they are just sort of picking up people as they go, picking up the crumbs. Abraham Toro, they, they, they ended up trading for. But I don't think they have much else there. So that, that that's got a lot of our American League stuff done. And let's just check really quick again to see if anything else has happened while I've been talking. It doesn't appear so. So let's go to the National League. The NL East. I talked about the Braves a lot already. Uh, They are a team that is in on every conversation, every free agent, every major trade candidate. Um, And they want to win a World Series. And it's very clear. Uh, They made uh, the trade for Aaron Bummer. They brought in the relief help. They re-signed Joe Jimenez. Um, they, they've brought in some other guys, I believe too. Let me just double check my list here. Um, they winded up trading, uh, Kyle Wright to the Royals, which we talked about a little bit briefly. Oh, they brought in Reynaldo Lopez three years, 30 million. I forgot about that in uh, mid November. Um, they also brought in Penn Murphy and Jackson Stevens to split deals. Um, so that's where they're at. They, They basically have their whole bullpen basically set now. And, they're still going to be in on these starters. They 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 like Dylan Cease. Uh, like I said, they're in the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. They're uh, they haven't been rumored for Yamamoto. They're not on that list. Um, uh, they have been talking to Shota Emanaga, uh, and I do think they make sense for like a Shane Bieber. But they they've also been talking about Dylan Cease. So uh, another another team that's that's really going for it. And the NL East uh, they housed. Uh, two playoff teams between them and uh, the team everyone thought was going to be a play- or three uh, playoff teams. I'm sorry. Uh, the, they had the Atlanta Braves, the Philadelphia Phillies, and the Miami Marlins. But before we get to the Marlins and the Phillies, let's jump to the Mets. Because Steve Cohen is an owner that's willing to show his money when he needs to. And they definitely need to replenish that pitching staff. Uh, they traded Verlander to back to Houston. They traded Max Scherzer to Texas. And it opened up a lot of holes in terms of that starting rotation. Now, Kodai Senga had a terrific rookie season with them. He's going to be a great stalwart for them this year. They brought in Severino. I think a good uh, buy low deal. It did cost them $13 million, But if you get a healthy Sevy and you get a Sevy that's dedicated, he's going to be a good guy for your team. And the pressure being taken off him to now be like a three-starter, potentially a fourth if they bring somebody else in. Uh, and then you got Quintana at the two. And then the rest of the guys, you're not sure where you're going to fill it out. Do you do McGill? Do you do um, – I, I couldn't even tell you who, who the other guys in their pitching staff right now because that's how bad they are at the back end. So they have to shore that up. They've been rumored for Blake Snell. They've been rumored for Eduardo Rodriguez. They have been rumored for um, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. They, they, a lot of people have said that Yamamoto could come down to the Yankees and the Mets which would be very interesting. It would be a very, very interesting race between two New York clubs, both not making the playoffs last year. They, they both have a lot on the line to see what's going to come of this season. So it's very interesting. Jung Ho Lee, like I said, that Korean import left uh, fielder could also play center. He's a guy that makes sense for the Mets. They're looking for an outfielder. Like I said, Michael A. Taylor is another guy that they've talked to. 
And they've talked about, man, can you imagine Randy Rosarena on the Mets? That would be a guy that would shock City Field. I mean, he he would be he would be awesome there. I, I don't know if they want to go that direction, but um, he would be great. But they're they're looking to move. Nimmo uh, out of center field to give him more left field opportunities. It looks like Starling Marte is going to play right. So, again, that Kiermaier, Michael, Ta- Mar- Michael A. Taylor, Bader sort of guy. Manny Margot is another guy that's been mentioned um, for the Mets as well. Um, so those are the guys they're interested in. And the Phillies, they got their big fish already. They brought back Aaron Nola. Uh, seven years, $172 million. So I guess he probably has been the biggest free agent contract thus far this offseason. Uh, I kind of forgot that it happened. Um, and his name's already been taken off the board. There's been other teams that were interested. San Francisco talked with him. Uh, the Boston Red Sox talked with him. But he is staying a Philly. And they would like to uh, add some bullpen arms, I believe. But they haven't been on a lot of other guys yet. Uh, I do think that they've had brief conversations with Yamamoto. I don't know how active those conversations are as of recent um but that's the only guy that i've seen that that they've been rumored on uh let's just check their mlb trade rumors page they did extend uh rob thompson today their manager till 2025 um the dodgers were also in on aaronola and the braves forgot about that but that's it that that's that's what we got for the phillies so far i don't know where else they might go with their offseason. We'll have to just wait and see what winds up happening with them. Um, Miami, we've, we've talked about them speculatively with uh, these Eloy Jimenez, these Salvador Perez, um, these Martin Maldonados, all these guys that they are interested in. Uh, they need bats, and that's very obvious. Uh, does a Jamer Candelario make sense for them? Do they go out and get a Dylan Carlson? Do they... Do they bring in a Jock Peterson to be a DH in Miami? I think he would be fun on the Marlins. Um, some of these guys, they, they, they just need bats. They need to be able to shore up that offense. You have guys like Arias. <clears throat> you bring back Josh Bell. They've gotten no production from the catcher position. They thought they were making out like bandits when they got Jacob Stallings from the Pirates. That kind of backfired. And they have... They have pitching depth. The two guys that have been mentioned that they're trying to uh, at least dangle in trades are Edward Cabrera as well as the lefty Trevor Rogers. So uh, Aori Perez, I would have to assume that any team calling about him will be shot down immediately. Um, and though they do have depth, they don't have Sandy Alcantara for all of uh, all of next year. So that is something to keep in mind for the Miami Marlins. And Kim Eng is no longer there, even though they just did bring in Gabe Kapler as the assistant GM. So interesting things happening in Miami. Let's go to Washington. Uh, Davey Martinez actually was on MLB Network today. Uh, He was on the panel talking at the winter meetings. It was interesting to hear his perspective. They're looking for that left-handed power in the outfield. Um, And like I said, I like the idea of someone like Verdugo going to Washington. I think he would add a veteran presence. I think he would fit in there. And I think they're a very interesting team in 2024. I think that they uh, they kind of came into themselves at the end of the season. Uh, they still have guys like Joey Manessis in their lineup. <clears throat> K-Bar Ruiz gets another full year in the league. Uh, but can they start to make these steps? They've, they've apparently been very active uh, in, in a lot of different things, whether that be the outfield market, Jung-Hoo Lee, Jung-Ho Lee is another guy that makes sense for them. Uh, Brendan Donovan would be a great addition for that team. But they're also looking for – Corner infield help. They had Jamer Candelario traded with the Cubs. They're interested in a reunion. Jorge Soler is another team that they've been talking, or another guy they've been talking with. Reese Hoskins, uh, who obviously uh, doesn't have a spot in Philly anymore with Bryce Harper taking over first first base. So all those guys make a lot of sense to me to to be guys in Washington. They've also been looking at starting pitching, and I think they've been invested in some of the bigger the bigger names uh, for pitching. I think it could surprise some people if they wind up being linked to some of these starters that might get traded. I think it'll all depend on uh, how it shakes out. But that's the National League East. Let's jump to the NL Central. So the Milwaukee Brewers are obviously in a very interesting spot now because they lose their manager, Craig Council, and they're looking to pivot. They signed uh, their number one prospect, Jackson Churio, to a uh, eight-year, $82 million contract that can go up to, I believe, 162 with incentives. Uh, he 
is hoping to be on the major league roster. And I think Milwaukee hopes that too. I think that they're in an interesting spot because they don't know what they want to be. There's been rumors from Heyman uh, that the Corbin Burns things might be a little overblown. They might not be ready to trade him yet. They might sort of see what their path forms for them along the way. And if they're in a bad spot by the trade deadline, then maybe they flip Burns for lesser return then. Uh, Willie Adamas has been wanted by the Dodgers for quite a while. Can he go to shortstop now and be double playmates with Mookie Betts, who Dave Roberts basically confirmed today that is going to be the Dodgers starting second baseman. And people have speculated that might be his position for the rest of his career. Then what do you do about Gavin Lux? He seems to be healthy. He's a player they really like. If he's not going to play short and he's not going to play second, then where do you put him? You don't want to put him back in the outfield. So then does he become expendable? Does he move for a starter? He's a young uh, upstart guy that could could really uh, help an organization. Can he go somewhere? Um, so the Brewer and Corbin Burns is the, is the big guy here. Uh, what are they going to do with him? Is he going to get moved? A lot of teams are interested. We'll have to wait and see on that approach. Uh, the Cubs are big fish hunting. They're in on Otani. They're in on uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. They are in on Corbin Burns in the talks. Uh, other guys that they are linked to, Shota Imanaga, Josh Hader. Uh, let's just double check this right here. Robert Stevenson, the reliever I had talked about earlier. Shane Bieber, they've been linked to. Tyler Glass now, as I said before. Um I mean, they're in on everybody. And if you're going to pay $40 million to a manager, you might as well be. Uh, They're still in on Bellinger to what I hear. Uh, The Bellinger thing is going to come down to money and what team wants to dish that out. If he winds up getting $250 million, I don't know if Chicago and the Yankees go that that route. Can San Francisco go that route? Yes. Uh, I think they might have to and they should. They need star power if they miss out on Otani, if they don't trade for Juan Soto. Cody Bellinger is a good option. You bring in Belly, maybe you bring in Chapman, and you start to get the excitement back up for the fan base. It's not to the same level as Otani, and it's not Juan Soto. Do, do you get both of those guys and Yamamoto? I mean, what an offseason that would be for San Francisco. But um, Chicago is a team that's going to have a lot of uh, fires going, and uh, I think they're going to end up with one of these guys. Pete Alonso is another guy that they're very interested in. I, I would imagine if the Mets don't trade him, this offseason, and they don't trade him at the trade deadline, I would have to assume Chicago would be one of the big teams uh, going for his services. Uh, San Francisco, I could see, too, if they miss out on some of these big fish going for Pete Alonso as well. Um, the rest of the NL Central, you have the Reds. They've made their two moves so far, Nick Martinez and Emilio Pagan uh, for the starting rotation and bullpen, respectively. Um, they're looking to add more pitching. Obviously, they have a lot to trade from. Do they trade Jonathan India? That's a big question for them. Um because they have this gluttony, this glutton of uh, these infielders. They have so many different guys. Spencer Steer, Ellie De La Cruz, Noel V. Marte, uh, Christian Encarnacion Strand. So many guys. And Indy is a guy that's wanted in the league. Uh, so what, what, where do you go? That does, does India go to Chicago for a Dylan Cease? Do, does he go to uh, – I, I would have to imagine he probably wouldn't go to Cleveland because Jimenez is there for Bieber. Um, but there, there's places that he can fit in. Does he go to Tampa for glass now? I don't know. You, you, you have to kind of evaluate what his market is and, and decide if you want to get rid of a former rookie of the year. It's not going to be easy for them, but pitching is, is their big thing, obviously. And that's the direction they're going to go in as well. Uh, the Pittsburgh pirates, not much on them thus far. There was a report today that they are interested in uh, a short-term deal with Jack Flaherty. And getting a guy like that to come in and get these short-term deals to get the financial security, shore up the innings for these younger teams make a lot of sense. Mitch Keller is really the only established starter on the roster for Pittsburgh. Johan Oviedo just got Tommy John, so he's out the whole entire year. Uh, You have these other young guys that are there, Bailey Falter, Roanzi Contreras, Quinn Priester, uh, the – this past year's number one pick, Paul uh, Skeens, will likely debut next season, which is crazy to even think about. But he seems major league ready already, so he'll get he'll call he'll get his call to the show. But someone like Jack Flaherty does make a lot of sense for Pittsburgh. Someone like, like if Lance Lynn didn't go to the team we're going to talk about next, 
he would have made sense for me uh, for somebody for Pittsburgh to get um, a veteran starter. That's that's what they need. Uh, Michael Waka would be would be an interesting pickup for Pittsburgh again. Paxton would be a guy that'd be interesting. So that's what we'll have to see with Pittsburgh. And that's all I have on them. But this last team in the NL Central, the big disappointment of the season, the 71 and 91 St. Louis Cardinals, there's a lot to talk about with this team because they already have said as much that they are going to be trading someone, most likely an outfielder, and the name that they have basically said that they're trying to trade right now is Tyler O'Neill. Uh, a very interesting case because when O'Neill is healthy, he puts up really great numbers. The problem is, can he stay healthy? Dylan Carlson, I've already mentioned multiple times uh, that the Giants are interested in him. The Mariners are interested in him. The Yankees are interested in him. Excuse me. So you'll have to wait and see what happens with them. Brandon Donovan, the Yankees have been very interested in. I'm sure a lot of teams in baseball will be very interested in his services. He has a lot of team control. But uh, John Mozalek said that the starting outfield as of now, how he's picturing it, is going to be Lars Newbar, uh, I, I believe it was Lars Newbar, Tommy Edmond, and Jordan Walker. Uh, I don't want to be misquoted. I don't want to misquote him here, so let me just double check. Alec Burleson's another guy that's getting um, trade interest as well. But yes, it was Lars Newbar, Tommy Edmond, and Jordan Walker in the outfield. Fourth outfielder would be Dylan Carlson as of now. Tyler O'Neill is someone we're listening in on trades for. So they're, they're going to make some moves. Uh in terms of trading, they have their five starters as of now. They brought in Sonny Gray, three-year, $75 million. They brought in Lance Lynn, a one-year, $10 million contract. Kyle Gibson, I believe, is one-year, $11 million. They have their guys. They would like to continue to build off of that. Like They still have Miles Michaelis and Steven Matz for the, for the rest to fill out that rotation. So they have a full rotation, but they've been interested uh, in discussing internally people like Tyler Glass now and Dylan Cease. Um. Tampa Bay, another guy that like can can a Harold Ramirez wind up going to St. Louis as a bench player? Uh, Emmanuel Margot uh, is another guy. So St. Louis is another team that I I don't think they're done yet. I think we still got things to come with them. And uh, let's get to the most interesting probably division, uh, saving the best for last year with the National League West. You have the Los Angeles Dodgers, who disappointed in the playoffs. And you look at their team and, and you don't understand how they can fit in more guys and fill up positions. And they, they need pitching. That That's definitive. Uh, Julio Arias is a free agent this year. Who knows if he's even going to pitch in the majors, not only next year, but ever again. Um, you lose on Lance Lynn, who wasn't doing much for you anyway. And your only established starter coming back to start the season is a guy coming off Tommy John and Walker Bueller. And Walker Bueller is one of my favorite players in all of baseball, but you can't rely so heavy on that. And you can't rely so heavy on all these young arms. Ryan Pepio and the Emmett Sheehan's, you 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 got to bring in some depth. And even if they do get a Shohei Otani, which would be cr- uh, unbelievable to slot him in that lineup with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and Max Muncy and, and Will Smith and James Outman. They brought back Jason Hayward on a one-year deal, $9 million. I, I mean, crazy to even think about. But does a trade make more sense to get a Corbin Burns and a Willie Adamas if they miss out on Shohei? Now I'm not saying I'm not making the argument. You you have to go after Shohei Otani. If you're if you're if as an organization you decide you want to invest this money on this guy, then you gotta go, you gotta go balls to the wall, so to speak. But they need pitching. They absolutely need pitching. And <clears throat> getting multiple guys in the trade, like like do you call Chicago and try to get Jimenez and Dylan Cease? That'd be interesting as well if you miss out on an Otani uh, and he goes to a San Francisco or he goes to a Chicago or he goes to a Toronto. So th- they need pitching. They need a DH. J.D. Martinez is gone. Uh, and the next team we're going to talk about uh, is very interested in a reunion with J.D. Martinez, and that's the defending uh, National League champions, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, they got their third baseman. They, they got Eugenio Suarez. Evan Longoria walked. Uh, and they got him on a really good deal, I thought. Uh, he's got to lower his strikeout numbers, but being able to slot Suarez in the middle of that lineup and now trying to get an established veteran DH, I think is really going to benefit the club. And the two names that they've been linked to so far have been Justin Turner uh, and then J.D. Martinez, as I just said, who played for them at the back end of the 2017 season when he was traded, I believe, from Detroit to Arizona. Um 
Both make a lot of sense to me. Uh, the only other thing they would probably need is a starter because they ran into some starting pitching issues uh, at the back end of last season. They have a lot of young guys that are not ready yet. Um, Brandon Fott seems that he might have taken a little bit of a leap. Uh, and you have the Merrill Kellys and you have the Zach Allens, but they've been in on Yamamoto. Do they go and get a, an established like one? I don't know. Uh, I think, like again, a Michael Waka would be a good guy there. Um, do you get a guy like Lorenzen? Do you get a Lucas Giolito? Lucas Giolito would be a very interesting guy in Arizona. Um, but we'll have to see what comes of that. They, they, they're trying to return to the promised land. Tori Lavolo, uh, Lavolo's got a great club. He's got some great uh, guys there already with Gabriel Moreno and Corbin Carroll and and all these guys. So, Ketel Marte. So... They're another team that I that I think will be invested in in some guys, and we'll start to see some names trickle out for them uh, as soon as possible. Then we got the last three here: San Diego Padres, very much in the Juan Soto conversation. They're trying to get rid of this guy, trying to shore up some money. They have a lot of innings to replace, and they have a lot of money invested in the Zan- in Xander Bogarts, Fernando Tatis Jr., and Manny Machado. Plus, you have your contracts with you Darvish and Joe Musgrove. So they're trying to clear money. Trading Soto makes the most sense. $33 million in arbitration. You can get a King's Ransom for him. You already traded a lot of your organizational depth to get him. Um, and they still have some good prospects. So if they can build up that farm system, start to get some young, affordable talent in to supplement the Machados and the Tatises and the Bogarts, then you're in a good position to win again. Do I think that they completely pivot to not winning next year? No. I think that's ridiculous. I think that they they were in a lot of bad luck last year. They lost a lot of close games. But the pitching is a big problem. They got to be able to replenish, and they got to get a lot of arms back for Soto uh, to fill in for all those innings that they're going to miss out on. Uh, I don't know if they might bring back any of the guys that are free agents. They've already lost out on Nick Martinez. I haven't heard their name mentioned for Blake Snell to bring him back. Um, so Soto's the big fish there. Uh, and then San Francisco is the team trying to bring in the big fish, as we've talked about a little bit on this pod. Uh, Cody Bellinger, uh, um, Juan Soto, Shohei Otani, Matt Chapman. They're in on on any any big name, Yamamoto. So uh, Imanaga, I think, is another guy they've, they've had their eye on. So. We'll have to wait to see what comes of them. And then, of course, the Colorado Rockies, who are essentially the Oakland A's of the National League. They're in the basement. Uh, They do have some nice young guys. Uh, You got Nolan Jones. You got Elias Diaz, who's been rumored in trades before. Um, You got Austin Gomber, the lefty. But you have to to start to set the path forward. And you want to keep these guys around to be your core. So the thing with them this year is going to be the development of their team. And, and if you can bring in some pitchers, that's what you want to do. Brent Suter is probably going to be a really underrated free agent. He was a really good left-handed reliever for them last year. Can they bring him back and afford him? We'll have to wait and see. Um, guys, this, this was my first time doing this. I just wanted to talk baseball with a lot of you guys, a lot of news or a lot of rumors uh, and a lot of names that I dropped on you guys. If it's too much, please let me know. Um, a lot of other guys we could talk about. Uh, I didn't get to highlight Giolito too much. Didn't get to talk about. Um, didn't get to talk about some other names that I had on this list. Like like I didn't go as crazy in depth on Jamer Candelario and other big free agent. But there's going to be a lot to talk about. If you guys liked hearing me talk baseball, you guys like hearing me talk sports. Please let me know in the comments. Please give this a like. Give this uh, comment your thoughts. If you guys don't already subscribe to our uh, channel, it's Culture Wave Media Network. This is the first time we're doing a sports-related content on Culture Wave Media. So very excited for that. I'm excited to do more of this type of stuff if you guys like it. And uh, we'll probably circle back by the time the winter meetings is over and we'll see where we're at. Because uh, we didn't get too much news today uh, or yesterday, honestly. The only other thing that I uh, just really quick could highlight... The Brewers uh, did uh, bring back Wade Miley one year, $8.5 million. They also brought in Joe Ross uh, on a major league contract. The details uh, haven't been finalized there uh, as of yet, so I don't have the dollar figure. But, you know, trying to trying to bring in that depth in the, in the rotation. So uh, good moves on them. Uh, Dodger, in recent days, the Dodgers uh, brought back Joe Kelly one year, $8 million. The Yankees claimed Oscar Gonzalez from the Guardians. 
Um, and those those have been the main the big ones. The Mets also brought in Joey Wendell as a bench bat. Um, but I think everything else we pretty much covered. Um, so just signing off, I am Darian Scalamoni, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of me covering the MLB winter meeting so far.